Thanks for tuning in to another episode of From Funding to Fame, where we interview the founders and funders currently raising capital on FrontFunder, as well as experts in the private capital markets. I'm your host, Trias Redding, the head of campaigns at FrontFunder, and I'm excited to introduce more Canadians to equity crowdfunding. This podcast episode features conversations about a business's current operations and future plans, and as a result, may contain forward-looking information. There can be no assurance that forward-looking information will prove to be accurate, as actual results and future events could differ materially from those anticipated in such statements. Listeners should not place undue reliance on forward-looking information. Today, we're going to be speaking with the founder and CEO of We Chalet, Danny Papineau. We Chalet provides a streamlined platform for connecting travelers with unique homes, condos, and cottages for rent in nature, while giving these vacation rentals the tools they need to increase bookings. We Chalet specializes in serving the nature adventure travel market, which has yet to be catered to by large industry players. Here are some highlights. The company is a 100% nature-focused platform that optimizes all nature inventory globally, with no other global platform entirely dedicated to nature travel. The company has seen amazing 300% growth with a limited marketing budget and are raising capital to help fuel a winning formula to take the company to the next level. They have an experienced team backed by industry experts and advisors, including Dax De Silva, founder of Lightspeed, who has been a mentor and lead investor, who is also known for carefully handpicking any project he invests in. And finally, the company has a $683 billion opportunity uh, to disrupt the nature travel industry with the global travel market growing 42% to $5.29 trillion within the last decade. Hi, Danny. Thanks so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm good, and you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Um, so thank you very much for uh, joining us on the podcast today. would love to learn a little bit more about your background and, and We Chalet. And I understand you've got actually a, a pretty interesting background ahead of uh, founding We Chalet. You uh, graduated in civil engineering and then decided to pursue an acting career where you had several different roles, actor, writer, director, producer, distributor. And from there, uh, you went on to found Airbnb Secrets, which acted as an online blog and course hub for hosts maximizing on their short-term rental income. So I can start to see some of the transition there into We Chalet, but perhaps you can tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and what has led you to uh, build We Chalet today. Okay. Um, well, I'm 49 years old, so there is a half a life <laughs> into the <laughs> building We Chalet. But yeah, and I was born in the Eastern Townships in Quebec in Bromo, which is a ski resort uh, town. Um, and my grandfather, when I was a kid, was a farmer. So we'd always spend our youth outside with the cousins playing, uh, doing like ski skiing or snowmobile or or cutting hay with the cows in, 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 the, in the summer. And uh, yeah, when I finished high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. So I ended up like studying civil engineering in Sherbrooke. Uh, did three years um, as a, got my college degree. Then I did a year in, in civil engineering in university. And um, during the summer, I think summer 1996 or something like that, um, I didn't speak English back then. So we decided to go uh, out west to um, to Banff in Alberta to spend a summer, three months in the Rockies to learn how to speak English. And uh, long story short, I, I got a job into a touristic ranch um and spend the whole summer working with horses and everything and it's been one of the nicest summers in my life so much that at the end of summer decided to drop out of school and decided to travel pretty much <laughs> out west uh, went to mexico and it's only like trips with my car for about two years 
ended up like working for ski resorts in, in the Rockies as well for uh, two winters. And when I got back to uh, Montreal in late 90s, I always dreamt dreamt of like working in filmmaking when I was a, a, a younger kid. So I started working on film sets in Montreal for about two years doing like extra work or I did a lot of photo double for like famous actors <laughs> and uh, and then I raised my money and went back to Vancouver to learn uh, to go to the Vancouver Film School. I thought I was going to go there for a year and this uh, this was an acting school for uh, for film and at the same time the school was really encouraging encouraging us to develop our own projects um, and um, based on our life stories. So I ended up working on a film that was called Two Frogs in the West which was um, pretty much a, a semi-autobiographical film of a young girl, 20-year-old, doesn't know what she wants to do her life, and she ends up in Whistler um, to learn pretty much how to live the mountain ski resort kind of lifestyle. And I played a character in it. Who, the guy's been living there for 10 years and helps her out to discover all this lifestyle. And I directed the film, I produced it, I wrote it, co-produced it. And uh, it was a 10 year journey. And at the end of this film, it was kind of like a startup, but with a film, you have one chance to, to go to the theater and be a hit. And it wasn't a hit on the first weekend, but it was like, it was a long-term hit. Like a lot of people saw the film, it changed their life. And, but me financially changed my life. <laughs> it almost sent me on the verge of bankruptcy, even if the film had success. So um, yeah, in uh, 2012, put my house for sale to, you know, pretty much pay, pay my film debts. My parents had lent me money, my friends and everything. And while it was for sale, I asked my realtor, can we, is there a way to, um, you know, make money while you rent, while the, the house is for rent? Yeah. And she, yeah, she told me about Airbnb when it wasn't known. It was not in the media. No one was talking about it. It was totally underground. And I was like, this is weird. She's like, you know, you can't rent your home. People are going to sleep in your bed. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> that's bizarre. <laughs> so, yeah, it took me a while to really, like, get my first customer. And But then once I said yes, then it launched me that journey of doing short-term rental. Ended up keeping the, the duplex. It really kind of changed my life to learn how to make money online. And uh, But I started to live the pains of all the people that start to do short-term rentals. People that rented my place to do a party with 30 people in my backyard people that steal the TV, people that, you know, mm -hmm. guess that steal the art on the on the walls. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I'm an actor filmmaker. There's no education online about, you know, how to do it properly. So in 2015, I launched an online course called AirbnbSecrets.com. And about 30,000 people over the years took my courses, either free courses or paid courses. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, this um, ultimately brought me to do property management for people. Uh, so, you know, before COVID, I was, I was uh, managing about 15 units, mostly some in the cities in Montreal and old Quebec City, and some in the eastern townships where I'm born, a chalet. And this is where I, know, I started to notice that, yeah, Airbnb is a, an urban-centric platform that's really strong in the cities. But when you go more in the, you know, in the nature areas, like, it's not their strength. It's like a secondary market for it. And in parallel in Quebec, there's a lot of very archaic websites of chalet rentals. And uh, so the, the uh, entire inventory is spread out on these like old sites and on these new platforms. But on the global market, there is no uh, there's no platform that's taken the lead to become the nature adventure uh, booking site. And this is the idea of We Chalet, how it's born. It got born and uh, bought the URL for 10 bucks in uh, 2015. And started to work. Launch We Shall officially uh, in um, uh, March 2019. A year later was COVID. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, now we have 2,400 prop, more than 2,400 properties across Quebec. 
uh, live. I'm in, uh, yeah, I'm in Mexico live to, um, to in Cancun to, uh, we're looking to onboard our first properties in, uh, Riviera Maya. So we're looking to expand outside of Quebec into the Southern areas and ultimately in, in, across Canada and in Europe. So yeah, that's where we are in the journey right now. No, oh, that's amazing. And uh, I feel like it's your, your background in so many different ways has definitely influenced uh, We Shall Lay today, which is great. I mean, you mentioned, you know, traveling to, to Banff for a summer and kind of, you know, working on a, a film and looking at Whistler as that nature destination. So it sounds like that's definitely uh, come up throughout your career and your great storytelling ability from your background as well, I'm sure has a, a great influence on the the stories that you're able to tell there. So I know you you mentioned a little bit about the the problem kind of for homeowners and stuff like it's a lot of different kind of unconnected booking sites that they had previously to use and try and list their property, which makes it difficult. And they can then have, you know, inventory sitting empty for a lot of the year. Maybe you can walk through kind of some of the the challenges on the guest side who might be looking for that nature property too. Like where were they going prior to We Chalet and what, what opportunity did you see there? Yeah, it's a we shall it is a two-sided market. So they're the host at first. We start with the inventory and then there's the travelers. And yeah. Currently, well, chalet rentals are probably the oldest type of rentals that existed way before VRB or Booking.com and Airbnb. Uh, that's how people used to travel is like renting like properties in nature and and even like uh, doing like uh, uh, the presence of the United States in the 60s, I think, came to Quebec and they rented like La Calepole, you know, to get together mm -hmm. and think together with leaders. So uh, there's a long history of chalet rentals in Canada. Uh, but um, yeah, um, you know, there used to be like uh, people posting ads on a wall at the depreneur and then the, the, the Craigslist uh, type of websites came along in 1995, 1997. So the basic, you know, listing sites of like, it's just an ad site where you put your listing, it's not transactional. So quite often uh, as a traveler, people are still, these sites still exist. So people, travelers will go on these sites and uh, the inventory is not up to date because quite often it's less professional type of, of, of host that there is there. So the calendar is not up to date. The price not the pricing is not up to date. And then if you go on the uh, the VRBO Airbnb, they don't have all the inventory necessarily. And quite often it might be already rented. So there's a lot of people that have been telling us that we chalet, you know, they've been looking to rent a type of chalet type of rental and for more than a month and they can't find anything. And they come to our website and it's easy to book and you can book in three clicks and, and do that on a mobile app. So, so yeah. Well, that's, that's great. And I think you, you had mentioned earlier just that there's been uh yeah, a lot of, a lot of growth over the years in the, the travel market yeah. as well. And obviously kind of launching right before uh, the COVID pandemic, not ideal, but things are opening up again. Uh, so I think some numbers that you have uh, included on the campaign page there, just that it's growing at 17 times faster than it was in previous years. And the market has seen really a, a 3 to 12% uh, increase of the global travel market and the, the nature travel segment in particular as well. So um, with that overall being currently valued at, at $700 billion globally, um, I guess, what is really the, the market opportunity that you see there for a solution like We Chalet to, to come into the market and really be that unified platform for that uh, nature adventure travel? Yeah, COVID created even more demand for people for leaving cities and going to nature. This trend was there before COVID, but just got accelerated. Um, and there has been even more uh, properties that have been built since COVID. A lot of, if you look at Canada and even like uh, in Vermont, where closer I live, a lot of chalets got built. Uh, and on Wichita, it's just not uh, chalets, it's all type of properties in nature. So we have yurts, 
we have like refuge or we have like tree houses, we have domes, we have uh, condos and tremblants, all this type of stuff. So this type of inventory has a growth thing. I, I really think is going to continue to grow. The more people, the more, even with self-driving cars that just, that, that wave is just around the corner. What I've been reading about this is it's going to have a big impact on the real estate as well, because people are just going to live this, leave the city to work further from the cities than ever. So, uh, so this tendency is going to keep growing. And, um, you know, very quickly, if you look right now, we've been having 300% growth year over year. This year only in three quarters of, of uh, 2023, we've made bo more bookings and more revenue than the last five years in wow. one three quarters. And in the whole year, because we can see sales predictions, people buy ahead on We Chalet, uh, a, almost a year ahead. So I think we're going to finish the year about 150% growth of bookings and revenue over the last five years, you know, in one year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it, we're fully mainly bootstrapped right now with Dexas Silva has been our lead. I also sold my house during COVID to, to sell my assets. My I had a duplex in Montreal and everything. I sold it and I, I put a, a money back in, in We Chalet, uh, which um, Dax jumped in once I invested. And friends and family or CTOs, a lot, the, the Antarctic team got in on board. So it's the first time they're opening uh, the round to um, investors outside of my circles. So, um, so yeah, if you look today, okay, Airbnb is worth about 100 million Canadian, depending on the days. Some days it's about 150 million even, you know, it goes up and down. So, um, and they have about six, seven million listings. Um, and if if you're thinking seven to 10 years ahead from now, so let's say in 2030 to 2033, I think it's realistic to say that Airbnb is going to be worth maybe 300 billion to $500 billion. Uh, they might have 10 million listings. So for, for a platform like We Shall Lake to just take 1% of the pie, the Airbnb pie, which the pie is way bigger than just Airbnb, um, it's still, a to me, a multi-billion dollar company over seven to 10 years. But the truth is that the, the segment of nature in Airbnb is way more than 1%. It's probably like 30, 40% of their business. They're very like um, um, urban centric, but it's still a, a good chunk of that pie. So I think there is a place for a big brand to to emerge into that segment and take market shares uh, globally, ultimately in that in that segment specifically. Yeah, huge opportunity there for sure. So appreciate you adding some more uh, context <laughs> and shedding some light on that. And I think, as you noted as well, like there is a a portion that that Airbnb has that would kind of qualify as that nature travel. And certainly, you guys are are doing things differently. You're making it, you know, an easier, more streamlined process, and you've got different uh, advantages. So, would love to hear a little bit more about kind of the value proposition for each side of your marketplace. So, for those who are listing kind of their their nature properties, and for those who are looking to stay in them. Yeah, well, specifically um, in the nature adventure segment, if you are, you know, listing a property or several properties in New York or Paris or Montreal, it's very easy to fill it up, fill it up just on Airbnb. But as soon as you get out in, in the countryside, most of the time, it's not it's not good to just be on one platform and it's not enough to fill your cal calendars on on uh, on the host side in the country. So you need to list on multiple platforms. And our target audience right on the host side, it's really uh, professional property managers. These hosts don't really want to go list on super archaic websites from 1997. So they want to list on these booking sites. But if you look at booking.com, it's really a hotel centric platform. It's not really made for them. 
VRBO in Canada and Quebec and Europe is not as strong. So there are some platforms that have more strength in different uh, geographic uh, territories around the world. So a lot of our hosts come on We Chalet. Um, we help them if you are, if you are on, on a competitor site, bring you give us your URL, your URL. We import all your properties for free in We Chalet. We have a host onboarding team. We have proximity customer service that will help you build your listings, put your prices up to date, your availability up to date, so that when we publish a listing with you, um, you the, the listing is really up to date. So that when we send travelers to this listing, well, the listing will convert because you know the dates are accurate, pricing is accurate. And for me, it's like a Lego blocks. If you design them correctly, they just you know go into each one each other very easily. So it's the same thing with bookings ultimately, yeah. No, that, that's great. And you mentioned kind of just how much the, the business is growing and, uh, you know, kind of that you're hoping to end kind of a 150% uh, up from really the, the last five years of business that you've done. So perhaps you could tell us a, a bit more for uh, potential investors listening, kind of what We Chalet's business model is and, and how the company generates its revenue. Yeah, so right now we're a booking, a booking site that's working as commission-based. So it's a 15% commission model that's divided on the two sides of the market. So on the host side, it's free to list, but we charge 3% um, fee when there is a, um, a booking. And mm -hmm. the host, let's say today you're booking for six months ahead, and let's say it's $1,000. You pay today, we shall a as a traveler, and then we pay the host 24 hours after you check in in six months or three months, whenever that is. And that way we protect the guests and the hosts, you know, if there was any problem with the bookings. Um, and uh, on the guest side, uh, the guests are going to pay 6 to 12% um, uh, commission, depending on the length of the stay. So the more it's a long-term uh, rental monthly, then it's a, sh it's a, it's a smaller commission of 6%. If it's short-term, 31 days or less, then you're in on the 12%. And there is more and more uh, long-term bookings, by, by the way, also on the market. That's a trend that's happening. Um, and also, we uh, we just unveiled a new revenue stream. It's called the security deposit waiver. Quite often, the security deposit is a blocker for guests because more and more hosts are asking bigger security deposits for, for properties that are worth millions of dollars. So, um, you know, uh, some hosts might ask 500, but the big properties, they can they might ask 5,000. So it can become a blocker for some travelers. So we're now offering two options in the checkout process, either to pay the full deposit, which will be refundable after the checkout, uh, if there is no damage to the property. But we also offer a waiver, which is about 10% of that fee. So let's say if it's a $500 booking, you pay 50 bucks, non-refundable after the stay, but you're still covered for this entire 500 bucks or 1,000, whatever the, the, the damage would be. Uh, and for us, it's a new revenue generator. And it's also uh, a new protection for the traveler. It's great to see that you guys are innovating there and offering some new solutions. And I know you mentioned that uh, there's actually a, uh, a large uh, popularity in the, the long-term uh, rental stay as well. Do you think that that's with more companies shifting to work from home, more people are wanting to kind of get away and maybe work in nature for extended periods of time or just go on, on vacation? What do you think is driving some of those trends there? Yeah, I think there's different things that are driving that. Uh, regulations get, has gotten more and more um, strict over the years, in the last 10 years, 10 to 15 years. So a lot of uh, places that you were kind of doing short-term rental without permits, all of a sudden mm. today you are forced to have a permit and they are uh, they are imposing it on the platform. 
to uh, do the regulation. So we shall, let's say if we take the Quebec market since September 1st this year, we have implemented the, uh, it's called the CITQ number. So we automate this like process of validating the, is this, um, is this listing legit for short-term rental? If not, we put them in 32 days or more. So there's a bigger inventory of, um, of beautiful properties that are becoming available for this type of, of uh, rentals. And it's usually cheaper to rent for a month. You know, it's probably half the price of short-term rental. So, um, and there is a trend of people like working remotely Live, I am in Cancun, <laughs> and I'll, I, I've booked for a month. You know, I'll be in Cancun probably for a month for December, working from here on We Chalet. But we, we want to bring the team here and everything. So there's that trend of people uh, going to to nature for chalet getaways or going to southern destinations sometimes to treat the <laughs> treat the team. <laughs> No, that's a perfect example there for sure with you uh, working abroad right now. But uh, I know um, you guys have been growing a lot and you mentioned kind of some of the various market strategies that you guys are utilizing right now, including kind of SEO, SEM, Google, Facebook, Instagram, affiliates and NPR. Um, so maybe you could walk us through kind of a little bit more about what the, the marketing strategy is for uh, We Chalet as you guys look to, to grow even more. Yeah, well, PR has been a great thing for us from the start, you know, coming from film, um, I've learned how to market my, my, own, my own products, you know, like Airbnb Secrets, I did the marketing myself, we did the launch and same thing with my film. So, um, so we worked, we've been working for with a PR um, guy for, for a little while, especially in Quebec. We've had more than 100 articles of either radio or TV or a new sprint that's been written on us in Quebec so far. So this is a strategy we're going to continue to grow. Um, ultimately, also, we, um, you know, Facebook ads and Google ads have been very positive for us. Uh, for the last two years, steadily, we put a dollar in Facebook or Google, we get 1.5 return. Um, and right now, it's been a limitation is budget to scale up all these um, these um, these campaigns because on that we don't even count the entire uh, repeat business from these new customers that will rebook with us. And the more we have inventory in new territories around the world, you're not just booking a chalet in Quebec; you're traveling the world with We Chalet. So so the repeat business rate will go up the more we onboard properties in different territories around the world. And um, yeah, SEO we've got some like kind of hub pages similar to amazon or best buy you search air fryer online and all of a sudden you have amazon pages that automatically appear so you have these kind of automated uh, um, web pages the more we grow inventory the more we rank naturally um, on, on specific keywords with our inventory um, we're about to integrate with uh, google vacation rentals in um, the first we're aiming at the first or second quarter of 2024 um, so the inventory of we shall is going to appear in in those searches and um, ultimately, we, we um, you know, we started to do a lot of, uh, we've been approached by big influencers and uh, we started to do that and and, and it's working out for us. Uh, this week, you know, a big group of influencers that have a million followers altogether, five of them, and they're quite well known in Quebec. We're doing a package with them. In parallel, Air Transat, affiliate marketing is, um, Air Transat is our first affiliate. We're launching a big, big campaign with them in Europe. Uh, for the spring of 2024, 20, uh, where We Chalet is going to be the offer. We're packaging a big uh, trip for Euro, European travelers coming to Canada, and We Chalet will be the uh, the lodging offer and the and the trip. So, and they're the one. The, these are all people coming to us right now with barely, you know, just being a small player. But yeah, there's a lot of potential there. 
No, that's amazing. It sounds like there's a, a lot of really exciting uh, upcoming opportunities for the company. And I know you mentioned you're traveling right now for kind of a big networking opportunity. Um, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about the trip that you're on currently and, and uh, you know, what you're hoping to achieve with some of those connections there. Yeah, definitely. We've been invited last year on a, on a trip to, because uh, we're incubated in a travel incubator in Quebec called MT Lab. This is how we did the connections with uh, Air Transat. There's other big players in this ecosystem. So last year they did brought us uh, to um, to Europe on a one week trip in uh, in France where we see there's like 120 ski resorts. Ski resorts are big for We Chalet. They all want to tap into the chalet market. They don't know how to do it, and you know we're in talk with that. And right now Mexico for me, uh, the entire Riviera, Riviera Maya um, territory, all the Tulum, uh, Playa del Carmen, uh, Cancun is a hot spot. Uh, I came here when I was like in the Rockies. I came here with my car when, in 1997, and I, I I don't know why I'm I I see it in my head. I think it's a I think people would really book on We Chalet. Um, and and with Transat, we can see the trends that ca Canadians and a lot of also people from the U.S. do travel to these regions in the winter season. So mm -hmm. by having inventory in southern destinations. All of a sudden, ski is still pretty hot. You know, it's a hot market in Canada in the winter, but we can offset our revenue also by having, you know, more revenue coming from the south during those, you know, the winter season. So I've got a friend who, a uh, childhood friend who lives in Costa Rica, same thing. He owns property as a short-term rental right now. He's very connected with property managers. So Costa Rica is going to be a hot, I think, a hot spot for us. So yeah, there's um, many possibilities uh, with Wishali. We're just getting started with this. That's amazing. Well, I'd love to, to learn a little bit more too about kind of your your leadership st style. You've been uh, an entrepreneur for quite some time. You've got a pretty diverse background there. It's all kind of led you to this point. So as you guys are growing, like really, I guess, how do you kind of lead the team and what kind of inspires those uh, big ideas for the company as you look to continue growing Wishali? Well, you know, I think it's for sure if you hire the right people that have the good fit with you and you just uh, show the vision, what you want to build. And then it's like, just run with it, you know, just go for it. So yeah, the people that we have on the team right now, the, um, you know, at first you, it's more like showing them what we want to do the first few months, but right now it's like they're leading the show. They're taking the lead ongoing because we are now have like a team lead for inventory customer service is a big chunk of we chalet same thing team leads for customer service ultimately want to build also a team uh, of uh, partnerships so that's something mm -hmm. we want to do with the, the the seed round is ultimately go get um, build that team and grow these teams these sales teams uh the, my cto same thing you know show the vision ever but everybody's getting excited of you know, the, the platform is the base of everything. And we shall, we shall, for me, it's three, three things. The base of everything is tech. And the more we grow, the, the platform has been growing. And each things that we we feature that we add up to, to the platform, we see results. You know, we see inventory grow. We see sales grow. So it's working. So people are getting very excited with that. And the second thing we shall has become, it's a financial machine. We're almost a fintech. We automate all money uh, flows. We automate taxes. Uh, hotel taxes, uh, provincial taxes, uh, federal taxes. We automate the CITQ validation number. So uh, we automate all the security deposits, the waiver, the C, and, and the more we grow in different markets, we need to automate all the currencies and all this. This is a big chunk of we shall use all payments. 
It's almost like a bank. And then ultimately we're a marketing machine. We shall for me is a brand. It's a nature adventure brand. It's like Patagonia and North Face, um, you know, a Nike is a brand. So for me, we shall need to build this brand that's like really well known for a nature adventure. So, yeah. It's amazing. Well, it's I know you highlighted... Yeah. You know, hiring those experts on the team. And I think when you do, you know, it's such an important element to get them, you know, excited and passionate about your your mission and vision and where the company's headed. And I think your your passion definitely comes through. So I'm sure that uh, helps get the whole team inspired about where you guys are headed as well. Yeah, it is. And it's funny, yesterday on the plane, I was looking at watching a documentary with Disney. And that's pretty much what Disney did, you know, when he built Disneyland and all this type of stuff. He had the vision and everything, but at some point... He had a lot of people on his teams that came from filmmaking that never built a, a theme park ever before, but just showing the vision and what you want to do. And, you know, uh, the, the team gets, gets on with it and everybody gets excited to build it, what you're building. So Absolutely. yeah, for sure. Well, one of the, my favorite questions that I always like to, to ask uh, founders is since founding the company, what's been one of your favorite moments so far? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, today is a pretty funny, it's a cool moment <laughs> in Cancun and uh, going to this big event. We're going to the event tomorrow night. It's starting. It's a three-day event. And it's all the major players of uh, short-term rental that we already talk online with, or I've, I've done Google Meets with them, and we're going to shake hands. Uh, so that that's a fun event. Um, yeah, growing, um, like going on that mission that we did uh, last year, we went to to France. It's, it's an adventure for me. It's like, an, you know... And I keep saying we should say it's a nature adventure platform, but it's it's really nature adventure culture, nature adventure. If you're in Mexico, it's the local culture, but through nature adventure. If you're in France, you're in different culture, but same, it's the mountains. If you're in Quebec, it's totally different. If you're in Western Canada and Vermont, so it's all this mix. But yeah, I love I love traveling. Um, I love meeting people. So trips uh, have been a good highlight so far. It makes total sense for sure. And uh, I know you had mentioned earlier, you know, you guys have grown, you've really bootstrapped a lot of the way here. Now you guys are kind of opening it up to everyone to, to raise capital. Um, so perhaps you could share some insights as to, um, you know, why you decided to choose uh, equity crowdfunding as a way to kind of open it up to the community, um, as well as what some of your uh, goals are with the funds for this round. Gotcha. Well, we shall it is a community it's a growing community so it's divided in hosts with hosts and travelers so we have right now i think we have sixty thousand plus people on our email list about two thousand of these people are tagged hosts and with 2400 properties you know um you know we have hosts are making money with us they've been making money uh we're looking at some numbers i think one of our hosts has made more than 200k on on we Chalet since wow. you know that's, uh, four years or something so there, there are hosts that made a lot of money and they can you know so we, we want to you know approach them ultimately next next week we're doing a webinar just for the hosts but to show them the opportunity because uh, the average booking in we Chalet is about 1300 bucks right so if you as a host if you put a thousand dollars in we Chalet you get one more booking that we're going to get for you because we're going to grow marketing. You made your money right away with one booking. And on top of making, making money with a booking, you also bought shares of We Chalet. Mm -hmm. And sky's the limit with We Chalet if you buy early. So you're taking a chance with us, you know? But if 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 it goes well for the next seven to 10 years, 
this $1,000 can be worth way, way more than that. And if you put in 10,000 or whatever more, then that, that can be a, a home run. And uh, on the traveler side, same thing. We have uh, travelers that have been booking you know, with, with us, you know, like uh, six, seven trips. So there are some uh, travelers that have done repeat business with us. So we want to also tailor to them. And uh, so I think considering the entire ecosystem right now and the fundraising uh, ecosystem in 2023, which, uh, which uh, has been affected with, uh, have you seen interest rates and everything that's, mm -hmm. I think it's it's been a good choice for us to uh, go with front funder. That, that makes sense. And I, I know you touched on a little bit before kind of some of the use of funds and wanting to build out kind of more of that partnerships, uh, partnerships team and stuff like that. So maybe you could give us some more insights as to, yeah, how you plan on using the funds raised to, to grow the business and, and help take it to the next level there as well. Yeah, it's pretty much divided in three segments. The base of everything, like I said, is the platform. So, uh, mm -hmm. and the platform is really, it's functional, functioning well. But for me, it's like a booking engine. It's like you're building a Formula One racing engine. And this engine needs to rev up to 30,000 revs a, a minute or something. And right now, maybe it's revving at 10,000 or 15,000. So we need to fine tweak the machine to even make more bookings with the current flow that we got. And API integrations are a big chunk of WeChalet. So we just integrated with Hostaway, who I'm meeting with and, and tomorrow and everything. But uh, yeah, Hostaway is our first PMS integration. Hostaway has like tens of thousands of listings around the world. So each PMS went to great with, we all of a sudden have access to inventory in Cancun, Tulum, or in France, or in Vancouver, or whatever. So, um, so we want to grow the uh, platform, some features in the platform and grow the, um, the API integration. So that's one part. The second part is we do want to grow the sales teams. So currently one who have one person that's doing like the uh, host integration, uh, you know, onboarding, he's awesome. Uh, he's going to be our team lead. So we need to grow more people with him. And right now, most of the partnerships that we've had, I've been doing the partnerships um, myself or with uh, other team members that have been, you know, that was not their main job, but they've been doing it. Uh, we've been it together. So we want to grow partnership teams, which is a sales team. And the partnerships are more dedicated towards getting travelers, you know. Host onboarding is for the uh, properties. Partnerships is for travelers. And then um, ultimately, uh, we all know, also need to grow customer service because the more we get bookings, the more we need to grow the team. And uh, we need to invest more in marketing. If we want to build a brand, which is what we intend to do, is like you need to, to, to get it out there. There's different ways, all the strategies that we mentioned, but yeah, that's pretty much all the investments we're going to do. Well, that's great. I appreciate you uh, adding some more insights on there. Um, and uh, yeah, as we look to kind of get closer towards the the end of the the episode here today, we always like to to ask investors in the network a few questions that they may have about the company. Um, so we did have a few come through that I'd like to to run through. One of which I, I feel like we've touched on kind of quite a bit in in pieces throughout the episode, but perhaps you could kind of summarize what it is that makes We Chalet unique um, compared to its competitors. Well, I think we're we're building a platform that's you know a hundred percent dedicated to nature adventure. To my knowledge, you know there is no platform in the global market that's become the leader. I often look at the example I'm giving. If you if you look at the big ski resorts like Whistler, Tremblant, there's big ones out there. They all have a partnership um, menu, and this, these partnerships it's outdoors partnerships. So you will have a car partner. So it's going to be a, a, an outdoor car. It's going to be Jeep or Subaru. There's going to be an outdoor brand of clothing. It's going to be North Face, Patagonia. Um, there's going to be a um, an energy drink 
uh, partner. Might be a Red Bull, but Guru, which is a Quebec, you know, nature-based uh, energy drink, is taking shares there. Uh, you have Monster, so there, there's different com competitors in that field. And then you will have maybe a beer partner. It's going to be Kokanee or Bud Light, whatever. But who is the lodging partner of these? There's no one right now that's positioning themselves in this. And this is where I want to see we shall is on these websites of mountain ski resorts. We're the partner for Nature Adventure with the outdoor company for you guys. And this is a global opportunity in all, not only all the ski resorts, but there's many outdoor sports that we can uh, bring mm -hmm. ourselves into. So, yeah. It's <laughs> a great example, for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. another question that we had, um, and you've answered this one uh, as well, is just kind of the, the percentage of commission that We Chalet takes from hosts once a booking is made. Um, so perhaps if there's anything that you kind of want to finish off on on the uh, commission front for how you structure that uh, for the uh, investors inquiring. Well, ultimately, it's because We Chalet, it's, it, it takes a lot of uh, work to get the bases out there and a lot of time to get the machine started and lay that out. But now that we're, you know, we're functioning, it's it's working, the bookings, now we're getting to a phase of optimization and we can make way more money. The more we do bookings, the more we can make money because um, let's say payments, we can optimize payments uh, quite a bit. We can start to make money uh, by the same flow of payments. We can cut by half the cost of credit cards the more we do, uh, and right now I'm I'm in these these talks with the, the companies to bring the credit card fees down. Um, we can start making interest on money that the pre-bookings that are sitting in the bank account. We can monetize that. Uh, there's different also like the deposit deposit waiver. That's one that's one feature. But there's other features like that that we can create that will generate even more revenue for We Chalet. So instead of just making 15% on a revenue on a booking, you can go maybe get up to 30% of all of these margins, but it's all optimization. And the more you do bookings, the more you get bigger margins because you start to have volume on all on, the, on all this stuff. So yeah. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you uh, answering both those questions from uh, investors. And just as we kind of look to to wrap things up today, I always like to ask founders like yourself who have had such, you know, incredible careers and experience who are now on this journey of, you know, running and growing their own company. But just if you have any uh, advice that you'd like to share with, you know, future founders or entrepreneurs who might be listening today. Um, hmm. <laughs> What was I was seeing the founder of Nvidia? He was saying, if I knew how hard it would have been, it was a million hard, a million times harder than I thought it would be. Um, but you know, you need to be passionate about what you're doing. If not, you're never gonna make it if you're not passionate. And it's not, it's not just about making money. It's more, it's it's not what drives me making money with We Shall I, I do want to make money. But that's not what drives me. I see, uh, you know, problematics that I've been uh, having myself as a property manager, and I want to fix this. So I want to. There's other stuff that's coming up that I don't want too much talk about it. But there's other ways to 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 optimize this entire market. It's a very segmented market, the travel market. So I think there is space to optimize um, specifically nature, you know, which is a it's a slice of of the pie. So so yeah, be passionate and. Um, never abandon <laughs> perseverance absolutely perseverance and uh, determination are key i think you yeah. uh highlighted it really well it's it's always harder than you think it's going to be so you really yeah. have to be committed you have to love what you're doing and uh that makes it all worthwhile um because it's uh yeah it's it's a lot of work to you know create something new and push the boundaries and disrupt industries and uh yeah it definitely takes a lot of perseverance for sure 
Yeah, yeah, and and ultimately it is a money game. Like uh, you need yeah. you need funding, um, or you need find ways to self fund it yourself, bootstrap it. So figure that out before you get into jumping it. Maybe how are you gonna do that? Because uh, that's that's the hard part is to get to market to 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 get a, a better product. You know, a minimum mm -hmm. viable product, as they would say. And, and to get the market as, as soon as possible to see if it's working, if, is there a demand for that? And if, if there is demand, then rebuild it. Because <laughs> quite often it's just, you know, the beta website of We Shall when we first launched was uh, was horrible. <laughs> but hey, it got us here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's an important part of the process. But uh, I think yeah. that's that's great advice for sure. And uh, yeah. another thing I always like to, to ask more so on, you know, the, the investor kind of consumer side is we know that... Um, you know, individuals can support companies in, in a lot more than just capital. They can become kind of brand ambassadors. You know, they can advocate for the company, promote it online. So for those who might be listening today, how is it that they can, you know, help We Chalet succeed or, or grow awareness of the business? Yeah, well, um, FrontFunder is Canadian. If you look at the Canadian market, the entire country, we're the second biggest country in the world, uh, the entire country is monopolized by foreign platforms. So We Shall is the only uh, local, 100% local uh, platform emerging on the, on the market on the Canadian wide. So if you're in Canada and maybe right now we have an inventor in Quebec, but yeah, if you're traveling Quebec, you know, think of supporting local if you want. Um, if you have friends that are hosts, um, right now we are looking to onboard more hosts in the Canadian market. So if you have friends that are hosts in uh, Ontario and Alberta, BC, um, we're looking to, uh, to meet with them. Um, and, um, and yeah, if, if you have other ways of contributing, cause yeah, you know, mentors are always welcome. So if you have a, if you're, um, if you're a pro at building marketplaces and payments, uh, globally, uh, just send me an email and I might want to talk to you <laughs> to pick your brain. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, la last question that uh, I wanted to ask for today is just for for those uh, potential investors who are listening. Uh, you know, what's maybe two or three things that you'd like them to take away about the opportunity with We Shall A? Well, three hundred percent growth year over year, um, three quarters, making m more bookings and more revenue than five years combined. I think these are great metrics. My CFO has um, more than 15 years of experience in raising money for uh, tech startups, is amazed at the growth that we're having. He's like, usually, you know, 100% is big. He's like, 300% is like, I think I've never seen that in my career. And he, he's amazed that um, he keeps saying that he, 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 you know, I'm not saying that, but he, he thinks that I'm the best marketer that he's, he's kind of ever, ever seen. But I, I don't think I am. But I, you know, I, you know, you got to think about marketing. It's not just about building the product. You got to find the mm -hmm. ways to, to market it and uh, to get people to talk about it. And front funder can be, um, you know, a, a good way. And uh, and finally, well, we're already integrated with Air Transat, you know. So I feel like the the project has been de-risked. Uh, right now, it's just um, uh, the only reason why we're raising money is to make more money with something that's already working. The recipe is there. We just want to grow it. So I think these are great, you know, and we have all KPIs that show all this stuff. So if you ever want more info on that, you can contact us. 
No, that makes sense. Well, I uh, appreciate you uh, telling us more of the, the We Chalet story and your background. I think you guys are seeing some incredible traction and growth as a business, and it's going to be very exciting to see uh, where you head over the, the next couple months and beyond. Um, so really appreciate you, you sharing more of that story. Um, and for those investors who are interested in learning more about the opportunity, you can do so at frontfunder.com forward slash We Chalet. Um, $500 minimum investment. Uh, there's still time to invest. And uh, there's some great information on the campaign page, including a, a nice video at the top to have a look at. I think, uh, Danny, your storytelling experience comes into play with uh, a great campaign page uh, telling the pitch there. Um, but yeah, I really want to thank you for your time today, uh, Danny. It was a pleasure uh, getting to learn more. Sounds good. Well, thanks for the invite. For anyone new to the podcast, FrontFunder is Canada's leading equity crowdfunding platform, enabling all Canadians to invest in the most exciting startups and growth stage companies, something that was previously only available to the 1%. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter so you can have your questions answered in an upcoming episode. This podcast episode is for informational purposes only and should not constitute financial advice. Investors should conduct their own due diligence on any investment they may be considering on FrontFunder. For details of any offering listed on FrontFunder, refer to the offering document on their campaign page at www.frontfunder.com.